We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. So what is imposter syndrome? That's all we're talking about today. I'm really excited, actually. So the term imposter syndrome wasn't coined until 1978, um, and it's safe to say that it's always been around because it's that nagging feeling that you have that you're just not good enough or that you don't belong or deserve that job or promotion or seat at the table. Yeah, exactly. You feel like an imposter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So here are some examples specifically about like to recognize imposter syndrome in yourself is number one, you feel like a fraud. So even when you've like made it, you got the job, you earned the promotion, you won the award, you you won the listing appointment, even something like that. You can't seem to like just shake that feeling inside that it's like all smoke and mirrors that you must have tricked everybody. And then at any moment you're going to be discovered like Mm -hmm. as a fraud. Fraud. Yeah. Yeah. And um, another one is that you devalue your worth. So this is very common with entrepreneurs who set their own prices or I mean, for, you know, as a agent or loan officer, like I don't know what the term is for it, but like making agreements with clients for like less commission because you don't negotiating. Yeah. Negotiating for less commission because you don't feel like you are worth that fee deep down inside. And sometimes it feels like you should be offering a discount for like no specific reason at all. You know, I feel like women also struggle with this more than men. I could be wrong, but like I believe women tend to like judge themselves like their performance is always worse and while men may judge themselves as they're better, their performance is better. Like, okay, so I read this thing that like Michelle Obama, she like wrote about it in her book. And um, so she used to lie awake at night asking herself, like, am I too loud or too much or dreaming like too big? And so like she said, and like I quote, eventually I just got tired of always worrying what everyone else thought of me. So I decided not to listen, which like took me so powerful because I just think like, especially as women, like obviously our appearance matter, like we, we worry about our appearance and how we talk and look and dress and come to an interview or that meeting and, you know, and it all ties back into you're undermining your experience or existence. Yeah. Or just feeling like you don't belong. You know, at the seat of the table. Yeah, exactly. So then we're telling you that this is like a problem and, you know, you might have these feelings. So you're wondering, like, what's the solution? Yeah. Like, what do you how do you combat it when you feel like it's literally at the core of who you are as a human being? Um, So I have a few suggestions. Um, Actually, research done by the University of Michigan has found that what you say to yourself can actually change the way that you see yourself. So it's like that little girl who on YouTube did like the daily affirmations to herself. Like you are beautiful. You are, you know, your eyes are blue and perfect. Exactly. And they always, you always say too, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell your best friend that they don't deserve the promotion. So why, why are you telling yourself the end of the day, you are your own best friend. So speak to yourself like it. Mic drop. (laughs) Um, So here are some exercises. So number one, make a list. Make a list of at least 10 things that show you are just as qualified as anyone else for the role that you are seeking or have. 
So if you're having trouble with that, ask yourself what evidence exists that you are any less qualified than anybody else to do the work. I like that. Yeah. Like, is there anything that makes you, I dare say, more qualified by chance Mm -hmm. than other people in your positions? I know it's tricky when as a real estate agent, for example, or a loan officer, when you have so much competition to think like, oh, well, the person with 25 years, of course, they get more business than me because they have more experience. Well, it's like, well, what other qualities and attributes do you bring to the table that make you unique, you Mm -hmm. know? Okay. So one of the other things that I was um, thinking about is like a solution is this is like to say your name out out loud. So like research has found that the simple act of taking like that positive affirmation of that little girl of like, I'm awesome, but like adding your name to it. So like Lizzie is so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It can be like an, a powerful effect on how you're perceived yourself. So LeBron James, love him or hate him, congratulations on his win last night. Um, He does this all the time, not a surprise probably, but when in in explaining his decision to leave um, Cleveland to go to the Miami Heat, he said, I wanted to do what was best for LeBron James. Yes. And look at how all the championships he's won and then he went to the Lakers. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, it makes sense even though there, yes, there is scientific research to back it up and like, that's awesome. But it makes sense because at, if you're your own best friend, like if you're treating yourself like a best friend, you know, your best friend is saying Lizzie is beautiful. Lizzie is awesome. Lizzie deserves this. And you, I feel like tend to believe that more than like, I'm beautiful. I'm awesome. It sounds like more narcissistic. Yeah. And it changes like your mindset. So I read somewhere of, and I'm doing a horrible job of quoting like who these people are. So I apologize, but um, it's like every day you're supposed to wake up and say like five positive daily affirmations to yourself in the morning before you get on your phone and go on Facebook and everything, which you shouldn't do either according to the social dilemma on Netflix. Quick plug there. Um, Thanks for our ad guys. (laughs) But so when you say something along those lines or do your daily affirmations, it just sets the mindset of the day of how is Brooke going to start her day? Exactly. Or and end it probably too. Probably help you sleep better. Yeah. Yeah. Probably both. Yeah. Maybe you could start with, you know, certain things to jazz you and up then, and then other things to calm you down. Like thankfulness. Gratitude. Gratitude. All yeah. the way. Yeah. We could probably add that on this list here is listing the things that you're thankful for too. Yeah. Um, so another one is just own your accomplishments. Like take responsibility. I feel like I'm really quick to take responsibility for the times that I mess up. Well, that's a really great quality because a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for the they, times they messed up. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like I take too much responsibility. Like you I take, take respons- it too, uh, too much on. Yeah, too much on. But I tend to not do the same for my own accomplishments. So women in general, I would say, tend to explain their success away by ascribing them to things like luck or hard work or help from others wouldn't have been able to do it without you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. not to saying that that's fake if I when I've said that or if I've said that to you and you're listening because <laughs> I <laughs> I believe in that but try to own the role that you played in your success by forbidding yourself from falling back on excuses so next time maybe somebody said like next time somebody you know says congratulations on the new listing new listing practice saying these words out loud I'm proud of what I've accomplished because it's true. It's an accomplishment. I love that. It's not just like a lightning bolt from the sky. There was, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you won the client or you won the deal or, you know. Yeah. Another way is like, I'm more of a visual 
person. And so an, um, another way to like overcome imposter syndrome is like visualize like how you're going to navigate that situation successfully. So like what I mean by that is like when you're going on to that, um, to get that client under contract, like visualize and imagine yourself of you nailing the presentation or, you know, kind of it's like an interview, right? Like nailing that job interview. And this is a tactic that is even like taught to military recruits. Like they're told to like how to visualize themselves in like how they're going to handle a scary situation before it happens. And I think that that is like a good technique and I'm a visualized person. So it works for me. So I thought I'd share for you to try it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And of course I'm just like you, Lizzie, I'm like pulling reports and research out of my butt right now. But I know for a fact that there's this report that's like, um, they did brain scans of people who were paralyzed or were missing a limb and if they thought about moving if they imagined themselves like moving that muscle or moving that limb their brain lit up in the same places as when it did when they had that limb that's cool yeah and so I remember this in high school dance like I would visualize like before doing the dance I would visualize the dance and like that would help me remember what I was going to do like the next step exactly and so like visualizing like that that scary phone call that you have to have, for example, and like thinking about what you're going to say, if you like walk through the steps in your brain, you just feel more confident. And I think all of these things added up are basically just increasing your confidence, right? Yes. Hands down. Yeah. And so I'm a part of this women's circle. So shout out to any of you guys, if you're listening, cause you know, I've shamelessly plugged this podcast. Have you listened to it? <laughs> um, but they were talking about how it's really helpful to like at any time you achieve something like, um, for example, bringing on a new client, this, I'm talking about myself now, but like, let's say that you, you know, decide to bring an agent on your team and you're like, oh, well, I just got lucky because she's my sister-in-law and she likes to, you know, she likes real estate too. That's just an example, but write down a list of all the things that you did that made that happen. So like, like how you got there, how you got there. So for example, me bringing on a new client, that's not just like luck because they somehow decided to, you know, use all American title company. It's like, no, I followed up. I gave them good information. I added value to their business. Boom, 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 all these things. And then you feel more accomplished. I love that. Yeah. And then you keep that and you look at it and you remind yourself of it. So keep like a Google doc or something of just. Yeah. And then it makes you feel like pull it out when you're having a rainy day or that bad phone call or you don't want to lead generate or things, whatever that looks like on how to get back on the wagon. Yeah, exactly. I think that one of the biggest improvements that can have that (laughs) the biggest improvements that like combating imposter syndrome can have in your business, I would say is overcoming that fear of lead generation and finding new clients because part of the reason why you don't like lead generating I'm speaking for myself here is like you don't want to be rejected because you're like well why would they listen to me mm-hmm. it's like no think about what I what can I do for them yeah you need you need to pick up my phone call because I can make stuff happen for you oh yeah and like too bad if you don't because that's your problem now not mine boom boom see you tomorrow at 9 a.m yeah yeah right <laughs> um So I really hope that these things have were valuable to you guys. Yeah. And there's so much literature on it that you can read. And to some people, I know like Lizzie, this was like a foreign term for you until like I kind of like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Like obviously when you, but like you didn't know that it was actually like a syndrome, like it was like a vocab definition. There was like actually a dictionary 
yeah. thing for it. And so um, for those of you that may sometimes feel insecure, like putting a word to it and being like, oh no, like that's just my imposter syndrome. I think that that really gives it less power instead of like, I'm inherently not confident because I'm not good enough. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh wait, no, that's just imposter syndrome. And so many people, women and men included, experience this. So we hope you guys took some valuable information today. Thanks for listening.